A Rich Man's Pearl by J. S. Woodhouse From The Cavalier, October 11, 1913 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Read by Dale Grothman A Rich Man's Pearl by J. S. Woodhouse like a golden link to bind in happy unison the democratic and aristocratic extremes of the social chain the little one-story yellow cottage of magnus hertz occupied a geographically harmonious position between the minor and major keys of a thriving municipal life from under this modest little roof a man because of his broad shoulders his long lank body and his sinewy arms went down the hill pierced the smoking counterpanes that almost hid the lowlands and worked among the giant engines where there was heat and dirt and foul air and the woman because of her natural charms of beauty and grace of manner went up the hill to mingle with those of the social set they had married because of an ardent love for each other but gold is a rare metal that cannot resist a strain with the tenacity of more vulgar iron or steel or brass and the opposite weights were beginning to pull hard on this fragile link of love her intercourse with the more genteel had served to magnify in her eyes the crudity of her husband's manner and by gentle remonstrances at first she had undertaken to correct them her aesthetic sense had developed to the point where it grated harshly on her nerves to see him drink his soup from the bowl he had laughed first at her criticism and joked her about her newly acquired airs but repeated censure began annoying and he had resented it with such imperativeness that she revenged herself by serving no more soup in the beginning she had tried to induce him to go with her into this newly discovered world but he laughed lighted up his corn-cob pipe and sat contentedly down by the fire after a day of hard toil to enjoy a pleasant relaxation all her coaxing would not alter him he aspired to no society beyond the gentility of his home and his chief demand of wifehood was good cooking and a sweet disposition her increasing social indulgence but magnified in her eyes the shortcomings of her husband and frequently elicited from him a reproach the time devoted to her social ambition was distracting from both his chief demands of her wifehood this social lure then was one of the elements that interfered with the hitherto perfect domestic peace it required a most remarkable incident to arrest the development of this rapidly widening domestic breach one in which her inclination to which he objected led her to the very brink of ruin where she was miraculously saved unconsciously by the very crudeness of his manners which had become so objectionable to her the catastrophe was precipitated by her vanity coupled with a pronounced conceit the pretty compliments the kind attentions and the suggestions of wealth do such beauty 
continuously showered upon her by men superior to her husband in both income and intellect were attributed by her to no ulterior motives but accepted with an audacious conviction that they were the truth she had nourished her vanity so far that she believed the diamond brooch proposed by an ardent admirer as an acceleration to the beauty of her neck might conscientiously be accepted by her without moral turpitude but one thing withheld the too eager hand from this and many other proffered gifts the jealousy of her husband a sentiment she convinced herself due only to his ignorance it must be conceded that mrs hertz regardless of how many indiscretions of which she might be guilty was when the question resolved itself to the one element measure adopted by moralists today virtuous but to sacrifice ambition within one's grasp to gratify the shortcomings of another is a concession that would wear on the nerves even less feminine than those of mrs hertz and accordingly she soon found herself trying to evolve a method of harmonizing the difficulty that oppressed her on one side and the temptation that lured her on the other how to accept from some admirer the wealth that would buy the dresses and jewels she would have and how to make her husband gracefully accept the same was a problem that would readily have confounded a less pretentious person even she might have been compelled to bow beneath the weight of this problem had there not crossed her social horizon horace duval who as a distinguished visitor from the east attracted considerable feminine attention but who chose to turn to center his on the beaming mrs hertz ostensibly he was an importer of african furs and very wealthy but with a ripening acquaintance he confided to mrs hertz that in reality he was an eastern fisher of pearls to her curious eyes he exhibited some of the most beautiful specimens upon which she had ever looked one of exceptional size and beauty which appealed to her feminine fancy he frankly admitted was worth one thousand dollars it became between them quite a chief topic of conversation largely because a woman loves to revel in a secret it was at mrs lancaster's ball that his attentions reached the height of their manifestations and he suggested he would love to shower jewels upon a woman of such magnificent beauty so while magnus hurt sat in his little cottage home trying to figure how he could make his meager income cover his rapidly increasing expenses horace duval whispered in the wife's ear that he would gladly give her the big pearl if she feared not her husband's scruples that particular machination of intelligence that formulates intricate plans within the twinkling of an eye and has been charged by some with being the devil himself here entered with alacrity the woman's mind and she accepted the gift that was firmly pressed into her hand while the giver extracted permission to call at her home the morrow afternoon it was an ingenious scheme that had entered the pretty head of this ambitious young woman it was with mingled feelings of astonishment gratification and hope that magnus hurt the next day saw his wife bring to the table a steaming tureen of oyster soup and seeing his wife's face beam with a patronizing smile he accepted this as an ovation of peace 
and noticed that hostilities had ceased nothing so thoroughly appealed to the appetite of this thrifty worker as oyster soup and when his wife passed his bowl he smiled so agreeably that it quite banished from her mind the wonder over the failure of horace duval to keep his appointment that afternoon she bubbled over with laughing chatter and gave an anxious glance to every spoonful of soup her husband raised to his mouth blew lustily and then sucked noisily through his lips i was reading in the paper some time ago she naively suggested of a man who found in his oyster soup a pearl worth several hundred dollars wouldn't it be fine if we could have such good fortune no such luck for us was the frank opinion expressed between two spoonfuls of soup ah but think she urged what it would mean you could take a vacation you haven't had a day off excepting sunday for five years in a meditative way he slowly skimmed the crackers from the surface and chewed them with a deliberation that exacted every flavor of the soup for the gratification of his taste unconscious of the fortune that might lay in the dregs mentally she had counted the spoonfuls he had eaten twelve already it seemed there might be a thousand more in the bowl and then she continued i might have some new dresses and an opera cloak he commenced to eat faster while she chattered on in an incoherent way scarcely knowing what she said so intently were her eyes fixed on her husband's soup then suddenly when but a few spoonfuls remained at the bottom he thought of an incident at the shops which he deliberately stopped to relate it was something about the work of the men she lost her self-restraint and interrupted him abruptly there's plenty more soup magnus when you finish that before she could realize the effect of her words he had quickly grasped the bowl with a movement of gratification raised it to his lips and downed the rest with a single gulp anxiously she looked into his face confidently awaiting some exclamation of wonder or surprise he interpreted the strange inquiry of her eyes as a rebuke for his greed and blurted well you said there was more didn't you she sank in a heap upon her chair the glutton had swallowed the pearl through her dizzy brain rushed the mocking recollection that she had confident of her scheme's success already ordered the desired new dresses and opera coat then came the conviction that her husband's uncouth manner was the cause of her failure and fearing to tell the truth she rose in haughty indignation resolved to have revenge in a tirade on his vulgarity such manners her sentence was cut short by a loud knock at the door one that waited for no answer and husband and wife turned suddenly to look into the faces of several officers i beg your pardon cynically explained the leader but a notorious pearl thief masquerading under the name of horace duval who we tracked as the thief of the rare cardigan collection has been arrested and has confessed he has returned all the jewels but one pearl the finest of them all which he says he gave to mrs hertz 
If you will kindly return it, we will trouble you no further. Color rushed suddenly into the woman's face. Now the husband's jealousy and ire rose in turn. The storm so suddenly calmed in her now raged in his breast. But it was swayed by her prompt reply. I have no such pearl. You will pardon us for seeming to doubt your word, madam, but our instructions are to make a thorough search. The officers departed with apologies, after leaving a wild confusion of furniture, rugs, linen, and pictures. In the middle of it all, on the parlor floor, sat Mrs. Hertz, humiliated and dazed. She was first startled to consciousness when her husband, who posed himself before her with arms akimbo, exclaimed, I have a feeling within me. Oh, Magnus, she shrieked as she jumped to her feet and looked wildly into his face. What is it? What? I say, repeated her husband, I have a feeling within me that, after this experience, the heirs of these society strangers will not so belittle your husband's manners. You're right, Magnus, she sighed with relief, as she wound her arms around his neck and let her head sink on the shoulders of his rough working shirt. There is more true value in you than any man who eats his soup with a spoon. The End of A Rich Man's Pearl by J. S. Woodhouse <laughs>